Welcome to the Marvel at Jesus podcast from Life 90.5, where we talk with Christian artists and more about the things that wow them about Jesus. This week's guest, Austin French. How's it going, Mandy? Good, good. Loving your songs, uh, Jesus Can, all the way back to Freedom Hymn, and glad you can join us today. Uh, where are you joining us from? I am actually in one of my producer's studios uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm cutting some vocals today on some new music. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. That's so fun. We'll talk about your new music coming up in just a few minutes, though. But the whole purpose of this Marvel at Jesus podcast is to talk about the things that wow us about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a, a Bible story that's uh, that's been stuck on your heart for a long time, or maybe it's just something that God's taught you even recently through experiences in your own life. Uh, but just for a few minutes, Austin, would you tell us something that really wows you about Christ today? Oh, absolutely. His patience with us. I mm. am a... I'm a dad, so I have three kiddos, and uh, they're all, well, we just have birthdays at our house, so uh, my oldest just turned eight, and then we have a six-year-old, and then a three-year-old, and they still have not figured out this whole, like, hey, let's sleep every now and then, that'd be nice. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but I, I'm understanding God's heart for me more and more as as I continue to be a dad more and more and learn new things and God's pay I used to think I was a patient person and then I met my children and right things changed uh, I was like oh God you have to work on me and I, I look at the the life of Jesus with his disciples and that's really where it gets me um, I look at these guys who lived with Jesus for like three years walked with him for three years and yet they still uh, either denied him at his crucifixion, they ran away, uh, they doubted him, they feared, they did all these things that that it's so easy to look at on this side of things. For a long time, my view of the disciples was like, guys, what is your problem? Right, <laughs> like, right. Why can't you get it right? <laughs> and now my view of that is like, oh, I am that person. Um, I, Jesus has had that grace for me, that patience for me, and the patience that he had for the disciples and for the people around his life. He he has given me uh, the same amount of patience. And so now as a dad, uh, my map of being a dad doesn't come from the best-selling authors or uh, you know the, the get help here or parenting books. Now there's great things in those, I'm sure. But really, my parenting advice, I go to the gospel and I watch how Jesus has dealt with people. Um, And to be honest, whenever I just try to practice the grace that Jesus has shown others and shown me, that's when I feel like I'm actually getting the dad thing right. Uh, And yeah, and so in that, I just marvel at his ability uh, to be patient, even in the midst of, you know, people betraying him. Uh, people doubting him, people fearing when he is God himself. Uh, and yeah, and so that is really teaching me how to love my kids and uh, love him, love them like God has loved me. Love that so much. I, I think, uh, at least in my experience, sometimes when I read through scripture and the gospels like that, uh, I, I feel like you you used to. It's like, why did you not understand this? You're yeah. walking with Jesus for three years. Why are you not getting this? Why, what's not clicking here? But yet Jesus... I, I think I want to read frustration into his voice when he's dealing with him, but but maybe it's less frustration uh, 
not as much frustration as it is grace and mercy and patience. And then yeah. in those moments, it's like, you know, you're not really getting I'd be like, why are you not getting it? And he'd be like, you're not getting it yet. That's yeah. okay. And, and, and he, there's a totally different tone there. Absolutely. And he speaks like uh, one thing that I've really, you know, this is just being a dad, but like you can correct and still be patient. Mm. Right. Like Jesus corrects his disciples. He disciplines in a way of just like, hey, you didn't do it right. Like, hey, you could do it better. Don't you know who I am? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so he does come with challenges uh, to his disciples, but they're still in a I love you anyway kind of way, uh, which is just a beautiful thing as a parent, because we're not just meant to be our kids friends, like we're meant to be their parents and yeah. correction is a part of that. And so but there's a way to correct with with still being patient and still being merciful and graceful. So is a, uh, maybe this is kind of a silly question, but has there been a moment in your parenting recently, just looking at a very specific situation with one of your kids and, uh, and you're just like, all right, let me practice the Lord's patience right here. Oh, oh, my, my boys, um, my boys, I got a phone call. Uh, I was on a car ride back uh, home after work uh, and I was traveling from a show to come back home and our uh, babysitter calls me. My wife had gone out uh, with some friends, and um, and so we got a babysitter for the night. And uh, she she called me. It was kind of during the day, and uh, she called me, and she's like, "Hey, don't freak out. Uh, everybody's alive." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a that's a great way to start a phone great, call. That's a great start. It's a great start." And I uh, found out that my boys found the one window in our house that led onto our roof, uh, and decided to why not we just go out there and uh, start sliding down from the top of the roof all the way down to the gutters. That would be so much fun. And so they did that. Uh, and my babysitter downstairs with my little three-year-old princess, little baby girl. And uh, yeah, it was time for dinner or something. And so she sent my little girl upstairs to go get the boys. The boys weren't there. Uh, turns out they went out my, uh, my one of our windows, that the only window in the house that was not locked down like Fort Knox. So. Right. It had to be, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids are good yeah. at finding the windows that are not locked, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so double check your windows, anybody that's <laughs> listening. Uh, just, you know, the PSA. Um, yeah, so I was furious. I was so mad, and I still had three hours left on my car ride. Mm. And, you know, I was glad everybody was safe, but I was mad. I was so angry. And so then I just started calling my friends that were dads. And I'm like, hey, I, I need some counsel. I need some wisdom. I need some help here. I was, I was like, I, how would you deal with your boys going out on the roof? And, uh, I had a dad that was just like, Hey, what would you have done Austin as a little kid? Like, what are the stupid things that you did? Uh, come at this thing as a human, not just as a dad, Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, just get on their level. And so that's what I did. Uh, it was one of those things of, I prayed so hard, Lord, let me, let me not lose my, my lid. Like, right. Like, let me just, let me hold this anger in and turn it into just grace and patience and correction. But, do it in a merciful way so i i was able to do it and it really sunk into my boys of like how serious it was um but yeah they've never haven't done it since not Uh, yet anyways hopefully (laughs) they never will hopefully they never will do that again but uh, that was a current probably a good thing you had three hours to kind of calm down and figure out what you were going to do before you oh yeah absolutely was a good thing that was great that was god's grace for mm-hmm. me. it's like hey just marinate on that for a minute right 
Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So as as full grown adult Christian people, you know, we still make mistakes and do stupid stuff that gets us in trouble. But yet yeah. God still shows us that patience and mercy. So yeah. so as has there been a time where you've just really seen the patience of God in your own life? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think in my own life, it's so easy to, for me, I mean, I'm a fixer and I'm a, like, I hold it all together kind of guy. I was that, that for my family growing up. Yeah. Um, and so you know, a little bit of my story, my, my dad walked out when I was really early uh, in my life. And so I was the man of the house pretty much at eight years old. Uh, and so what that kind of ingrained in me was like, hey, you're now, you got to hold this thing together. And so I've always tried to hold everyone and everything together on my back. And um, when I met Jesus, I realized I didn't have to hold everything together, but still it was a struggle. So when I meet people um, in my life, I remember having a friend and I, and I knew he wasn't doing well financially. And so I'm like, Hey, like anytime we talk, I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, let me see what I can do for you here. Let me see if I can like call somebody. And, and our friendship began, uh, it became this Oh, like I have to make sure you're okay, uh, kind of friendship. And one night we were we went out to a burger place, just me and him. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, remember how we're friends?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, you're trying to be my savior." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, I I am trying to be your savior." He's like, "I just sometimes just need you to listen." Um, and it was this moment I realized that, like for me, it's easy to want to reach in and rescue, reach in and hold people, reach in. And obviously as, as believers, there is a level of that. Like we get to be the light of Jesus. We get to be the hope of the world because the hope of the world lives in us. But uh, when we try to take the place of what Jesus is meant to do for others, right? That's when it can become uh, an issue. So for me, that was kind of a wake up call saying, Austin, point people to the savior. Mm -hmm. Don't just try to be their savior. Yeah. Uh, and it was a moment for me saying, Lord, okay, like I need to just be able to breathe, uh, and sympathize with people, uh, get on their level, maybe weep with them, but I'm not here to fix everything. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a savior who does that way better than I do. Um, and so all I can do is lead people. And so that was God just showing me, Hey, Austin, you're not a savior. You know, the savior. Um, so tell them about me, lead them to me, show them the principles in your life that I've taught you. That's all you can do. Um, and yeah, it kind of was this beautiful relief of saying, God, I don't have to carry the weight of fixing the world. Uh, I can pray for the world. I can ask you to intervene, but I, uh, and my best, I don't have a lot of power, but I know the one who does. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So that was something Jesus has taught me lately of just like, Hey, Austin, lead them to me. Don't try mm -hmm. to be me. <laughs> like lead them to me. Yep. Yeah. That's good stuff. Thank you, Austin. And now let's uh, pivot real quickly to talking about your music. Yeah. You are currently at your producer's place and laying down some vocals. What are you working on right now? Oh, yeah. We got some new music in the, in the works, uh, a new project that I've been working on for a minute. And uh, yeah, cutting down some vocals today on a song. I can't tell you what it is oh, or, okay. or what the song is called, <laughs> but I'm really stoked on it. Um, yeah, it, it's a cool season of our life. I feel like the songs that are being birthed out of 
uh, what we're walking through and living through is just a, there's a lot of joy um, in what we're doing right now. There's a lot of just hope of what God has taught us. A lot of just things I've learned being a parent and being friends to people and what God has taught me. Uh, and these and you know in the course of my life, I try to write songs about what I'm living through uh, and what my prayer life is like at the moment, like what God is showing me. Um, and really, it doesn't. It really feels like that these songs are so relevant in my life right now. Uh, songs that I go to listen to to remind me uh, of what I need to hear. And so I can't wait to share them to the, with the world. But I can't tell you when. Uh, but I do. I can say it's going to be soon. So that's a, that's what I can't say. Anything of value right now, Austin? Yep, yep. That's all, not helpful. All I can say is I I I I love these songs, and hopefully, okay. uh, hopefully the world loves them too. Well, we're we're looking forward to hearing them for sure, and uh, and we really appreciate your your time and your ministry and the difference you're making in the lives of our listeners. So thank you so much for for being obedient to God's calling on your life and sharing those stories through music and and just the impact you're making. Thank you so much, Austin. Oh, thank you, Mandy. I love getting to do what I do, and I, I don't do this for the Instagram follows, and I don't do this for the T-shirt sales. I do this because Jesus and what He's done for me is too good to keep to myself. So. That is, uh, that's what I'm doing, and I'm so grateful to get to do it with people like you and people that want to listen to the station. I'm grateful I get to be a small part of encouraging them and pointing them to Jesus. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the Marvel at Jesus podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can get the next episode as soon as it comes out from Life 90.5.